Welcome to the world of simulated learning in dietetics education. My name is Marie-Claire O'Shea from Griffith University on the Gold Coast in Australia. As part of my PhD completed last year, I undertook several studies investigating the role of simulation in dietetics education. In this study, my supervisory team and I explored the development of affective learning in students completing the undergraduate dietetics degree. Affective learning is one of the three domains of learning and sits alongside the cognitive and psychomotor domains. Affective learning is the emotions, the attitudes and motivation and often relates to the dietetic competencies such as professionalism, responsibility and respect. Despite the widely recognised importance of the affective learning domain, measuring or assessing its development in health students has received far less study. In our study, we employed a qualitative approach to investigate the value of simulation-based learning in relation to professionally focused affective learning amongst dietetic students. More specifically, the study answered two research questions. Firstly, what changes in affective learning are observed in dietetic students as they move from student to graduate practitioner? And secondly, can dietetics graduates demonstrate acquisition of affective domain capabilities? There are two steps. Firstly, we employed a double hermeneutic interpretive phenomenological approach or IPA. Secondly, we analyzed the trajectory of participants' affective learning across time via the application of Crathwell's affective learning levels, an approach used previously in medical education research. Six participants were recruited. All had completed at least six simulation-based learning activities, including both uni-professional and interprofessional learning activities, all with human simulated patients during the previous year as part of their undergraduate dietetics degree. Participants were interviewed individually on three separate occasions. The first interview prior to clinical placement the second interview immediately after the 20-week clinical placement, and the final interview six months after graduation. A semi-structured interview schedule was followed. The results were presented in two sections. Firstly, evidence of affective learning across three time points was reported using Crathwell's five levels of affective learning. The interview questions with examples of participant responses shows the changes in affective domain over time. Secondly, a summary of the development of the attributes of affective learning across the course of the study evident in the participants and were categorised into key themes. So what did we find? Firstly, that the simulation activities in the previous year developed affective learning in four of the six participants, and it was specifically in relation to their view of themselves as practitioners and their understanding of their future responsibilities to patient care. Number two, we identified three key themes. The first theme was their feeling of workforce readiness amongst the participants. For example, they no longer viewed themselves as novice students, but rather as independent practitioners. The second theme was their strong value of lifelong learning. For example, they realised that formal learning didn't actually have an end point. And the third theme was their positive attitude towards interprofessional teamwork. 
For example, they reflected on the importance of a developed understanding of each other's roles. To the author's knowledge, this is the first longitudinal study of affective learning in dietetic students and graduates. It adds to the very small amount of dietetic literature relating to the development of affective domain, which we feel is essential to the demonstration of competence in graduate dietitians internationally. For dietetic educators, this study supports simulation-based learning activities to enhance the development of affective learning domain and should be considered within health programs. On a methodological note, this study raises the question about the need for a robust tool for assessing affective development that has been trialled, validated, and in which assessors have been trained. Our study identified one possible method for assessing affective learning development, but more work is needed in this area.